Welcome back to Tip of the Spear with your Missoula County Commissioners. I'm Juanita Vero, and I'm joined by my fellow commissioners, Dave Strohmeyer and Josh Slotnick. And today we have Claire Muller with us, the Executive Director of the Sea Lake Community Foundation. So welcome, Claire. Thank you. Thanks for Tell having us me. about what the foundation is and, and, and how it works with with us, county government. You know or tell us a little bit about yourself, too. Yeah, how'd you end up at yeah. Sealy Lake? <laughs> I lived in Missoula for the better part of a decade. I did a lot of work in the woods. I moved down to Salmon, Idaho for a bit and worked as a wilderness ranger in the Frank and moved up to Sealy for a different position with a different nonprofit for Blackfoot Challenge for a season. Did a big career shift. Found this opportunity five years last month. is my anniversary Congrats. with the Sealy That's Lake Community great. Foundation. Thank you. Time flies. Wow, I can't believe it's been five years. Yeah. Wow. I have a certificate in nonprofit administration from the University of Montana and studied international development, basically looking at how rural geographically isolated communities that struggle with all the factors that influence how that comes to be. So Sealy is a beautiful place that is a great opportunity to put some pieces of my background together and do some cool work to benefit uh, Montana. What is some of that cool work? So the Sealy Lake Community Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit set up to gather and grow resources for the Sealy Lake community. It was founded in 2000 and since then it's almost 1.5 million dollars that we've been able to get out into the community for projects benefiting Sealy Lake. The mission statement of the Sealy Lake Community Foundation is to engage philanthropy, provide leadership, and improve the quality of life and economic vitality of the Sealy Lake area. So after being in Sealy many times, interacting with all kinds of people who have really different needs and hopes, expectations, I found one constant theme, and it is that everyone loves the Community Foundation. Mm. Everybody. I love that theme. Everybody. <laughs> so I'm glad you talked to yeah. so many people. I have. I've talked it to It was a sample of, of one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Everybody loves the Community Foundation. How did you pull that off in a place that appears from the outside that can be a bit divided? And I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking really about people who have chosen to live in Sealy. They've moved there in retirement. They bought their second home there. They made a choice, even though it was their first home, primary home that they want to live in Sealy. And then there's this other group of folks who grew up there. There, And it seems like these are two pretty distinct groups, yet everybody loves the Community Foundation. So what have you done, you think, that has created this kind of unifying sense of the Community Foundation being on everybody's team? Thanks for saying that, Josh. I hope that's the case. And I think that we're getting there. And I think that is the goal. It's easy to hear the good. And sometimes people can be quieter if they're not as big of a fan or something. So I, it, it's always on my mind of how do you serve the community and how do you look to different groups and serve different sectors. I think that Sealy Lake is number one, such a special place, and it grabs so many people's hearts that it's Mm -hmm. easy in that realm. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is one community. I think that's a really common misconception. I think there's pockets of community in Sealy Lake. There are pockets of community that I think the Community Foundation really resonates with, and there's some pockets that we haven't really interacted with or touched too much yet, but I think there's so much potential for an organization like a community foundation in a small, rural, unincorporated place like Sealy Lake. So the projects that 
you've worked on in the past. Walk us through from start to finish, uh, from the inception of an idea to how something gets implemented on the ground and, and how the community foundation has played a role in that versus someone taking a different path to try to get the same project accomplished. Sure. And maybe first, Dave, I'll start with some of what we have been focusing on. Some of our big projects. So a a large portion of what the Community Foundation is set up to do is help local nonprofits and help support local groups in making projects happen. So we provide community grants each year. We also run the Change Your Pace Challenge, which is similar to Missoula Gives. It's a community-wide fundraiser. We just wrapped that up about a week ago, and we raised $95,000 for 16 local nonprofits, which is pretty neat. What's kind of like the range of those nonprofits? Give folks an idea of what kind of nonprofits are. It is a range, Juanita. It's Mm -hmm. a range. There's um, arts groups. There's Missoula Aging Services participates. We have several natural resource organizations, which make sense in such a beautiful rural area. One of the newest groups that participated was a brand new nonprofit that formed the Parent Teacher Club at Sealy Lake Elementary School. So that's a group that's trying to fundraise for projects specifically benefiting Sealy Lake Elementary, which is its own school district, not part of Missoula County Public Schools like the high school is. The majority are in Sealy Lake. We have a few museums, including Upper Swan Valley Historical Society in the Swan in Condon, and Blackfoot Challenge participates in Ovando. We try and make it as easy as possible also for the groups to participate. We've got a check presentation ceremony on Wednesday, but it's the seventh or eighth year of that program. Since 2016, Change Your Pace has raised over $600,000 for the greater Sealy Lake community, which is pretty neat. So when you look out at the greater community of Sealy, these pockets put together, what are some of the challenges you see? Sealy Lake is an aging community. It is statistically significantly older than the rest of Mm. Missoula County. And so aging in place is on a lot of people's minds, I think. And it's a big retirement community also. So that is a unique challenge facing Sealy Lake. Not unique, but big is housing. That's constantly, that's top of mind for a lot of people and conversations these days. I think a unique challenge for Sealy Lake is the sewer. Hmm. Can you describe that for folks who may be listening but aren't aware of what's happened? Sealy Lake has a sewer district, and it's a big complex issue, and hmm. it's very emotional, and hmm. it's it's been just dragging on for 20 years also. There's only so much septic. Most everyone is on septic in Sealy Lake. There is no sewer system. So it's hard to develop any new pieces of property in part because of the septic. It's hard to do renovations because there is no, because of how the septic systems have the potential to influence groundwater. So there's a lot of water quality concerns is at the base of So there can't just be more and more septics. There's kind of a limit. There's a limit. And I don't actually know as much about the details of the sewer debacle as Mm. I probably should, but I believe Missoula County might be the, or the health department is... So just to be super clear, our health department would be charged with making sure that state law around water quality is enforced. Our health department isn't creating that law Mm -hmm. or creating those regulations. So this isn't an artifact of Missoula County. This is a a feature of Missoula County playing a role that the state has said, you health department must play this role. 
So something that's pretty interesting with the whole sewer issue, and I think it, it hits on something Josh brought up earlier in terms of if you just look at the demographics of a place like CLA Lake, you have folks who have spent their whole entire lives in this place and remain there. You have other folks who at some point in their lives made the conscious choice to relocate and live in Sealy Lake. Maybe because they like the feel of the community the way it was at one particular moment in time that's crystallized in their memory. And then maybe you've got another category of folks who might span both of those in that you've got individuals who might have grown up there, who might have moved there, who have a vision for Sealy Lake maybe somewhat different than what it is right now. So if you want to expand a business, if you want to build more housing, many of the things we've mentioned, it's going to require infrastructure to do so. And maybe part of the the pushback with the, the whole sewer issue over the past number of years has been the concern that if you build this infrastructure, it's going to move the community in a direction that irrevocably is going in the wrong direction from my vision of this place. And, and maybe this is in a roundabout way, what I'm trying to get at is what role is there, whether it's the community foundation, another entity to really uh, put a fine point on the collective vision that we have for this place and then build the infrastructure necessary to support that. And in some cases, those might just be incongruous. But is there an opportunity to, to come around a collective vision rather than starting with the infrastructure discussion first that doesn't necessarily get you to all be sitting around That's the table? That's a good question, Dave. Yeah, beautifully put, and I think you hit the nail on the head, Dave. That would be ideal to go through a planning process. I talk to some people who are interested in seeing something like that happen. I think that there that would be so much work and investment in order to make happen. You it's, guys have already done a planning process in 2007, though. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that a lot of community members Blow put a lot off. of time. Yeah. Okay. I think it was approved in 2011. So that it, okay. a oh, lot okay. of work that was done probably in those years. So it's, just, so, so it's been over a decade probably since the planning has gone on at that level. in Do you feel like that plan came to reality, that the vision outlined is now lived? I think it's a great document. I've read it. I think my understanding is that it doesn't have any teeth to it, even oh, though sure, it was approved. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, no, no. But just, like, it, it, I'm not looking for enforcement, but oh. did the vision become real? And, th- and I don't think that's a, if it didn't, that's not a criticism of the vision. It's just life unfolded. It doesn't have teeth. The expectations aren't there. It's just an expression in one moment of what people would like to see for their community. Did some of those things come to reality? Some things have. Great. Yeah, I think some things have. And I think that the sewer issue is so complex. And when people try and just make a broad stroke and say like, oh, if only we had a sewer, everything would be fixed. I think there's danger in oversimplifying in that sort of realm because there, that issue in particular is so complex because, for example, there's so much state land along the lake or forest service land or just w- like where the designations are are super tricky. So I think the vision for the community with that document was really great. I think there's probably there's some new constraints since that document has been done, but also a lot of similar trajectories, a lot of the same challenges and opportunities. We had touched on this earlier, but how does the foundation work with county government? Mm. 
We're our own nonprofit, and so we do receive some grant funding. Uh, we just got a th- our third year of iRide grant funding. Thank you so much to the county, through the Community Assistance Fund. We rent out space in the foundation building, and there have been several county events there, several COVID vaccine clinics. I'm just trying to draw out the distinction between some of the work that the foundation does that is kind of serving as a point of contact for bringing in dollars and then pushing them out to specific nonprofits. Mm-hmm. But also you mentioned iRide where here's a program that's administered, if I'm understanding this correctly, administered by the Sealy Lake Foundation and receiving funding from say Missoula County. What sort of projects would fall in each category? You supporting a nonprofit doing some bit of work versus you as the foundation taking it on and seeking funding for your own program? We would love to help support other groups do a lot of work in Sealy Lake and working as a convener and facilitator would be a fantastic role. But the reality is in a small unincorporated town where almost everybody's a volunteer, taking more of a leadership role sometimes is the case. And glass recycling is another great example of a project that we took on a little bit opportunistically. And we also run the Sunday market in the summer also. Very successfully. Yeah, thank you. We just celebrated 15 years for the market and had a little anniversary a week or two ago. Yeah, I wish I could have gone. Yeah. So if a person was to visit Sealy today, a, a nice day in July, you'd see a lot of guests. And all of us and anybody listening have been to places across the country or across Montana where tourism is a real engine for the economy and also has an effect on the culture. We've been to places that just feel like tourist places, not places unto themselves. It feels like Sealy has been able to use its resource as a place of natural beauty to create a tourist economy and has not yet given entirely given up its culture and become a tourist destination solely. It's still a place unto itself. Do you think that's kind of accident or did you all do some intentional things to maintain a certain sort of culture, even in the face of quite seriously an onslaught of tourism? Yeah, beautiful question. I don't think it's necessarily intentional. I do think that there is a lot of independence and pride in Sealy Lake. What's beautiful is to get a chance in my role to talk to people from so many different walks of life with ties to Sealy Lake and to hear that there are there's people who have had cabins there since the 60s. There's people who grew up in Sealy. There's people who moved there two years ago and absolutely love it. It's all across that. And I think that part of the charm is that there is a nod to the past. I don't think that there's a master plan Mm. to make that happen. Okay. I don't feel like I am able to be too big picture and visionary. I feel like I just have, I'm boots on the ground and I'm just in the trenches. So it's really hard for me to think of big strategic questions like that, which are really important. I know that Glacier Country Montana Mm -hmm. has been working on shifting to destination stewardship where they recognize that just marketing Montana is, it's gone too far. And so now they're trying to look at how do you make it sustainable for people who do live here? I think that's a great vision. I don't know how to the make conversations it happen. happening. Josh was talking about visitors, but it, misconceptions, rumors. Yeah, as give us in, some insights. As on. you're in the trenches, uh, what what are you hearing from folks maybe who live outside the community that might not be quite on point? Do some myth busting for us. Myth busting for Sealy Lake. Yeah. Um, I think a common myth is that it's one cohesive whole. 
Mm. and there's one cohesive community. And I, that's just not the case. There's a common narrative that in a little rural town, everybody knows everybody, and it's just not true. I think the census says there's 1,600 people, but probably in the summer that swells to 4,000. There's pockets of community. I'm starting to think of maybe even like the different lakes as different pockets of community. There's a couple different HOAs. The schools are their own little pockets of community. The nonprofits in town, which there are their own little pockets. There's the drift riders and the snowmobiling groups, the artisan groups. So I think that's a common misconception. One thing I would love to say is in rural communities, volunteerism makes a huge difference. Our town runs on volunteers. I'm one of the few paid staff in the Valley, mm-hmm. but I also think that that is a disservice to rural communities because then the expectation becomes, well, everybody will just volunteer because it's a small town. And so I do think that for resource allocation, it is really interesting to think about like, well, how do we create more paid positions in town so that people can afford to work and live in small towns that they love? I think that's hard to do, but I think that's something that's worth looking at. I've been following the work of reimagining rural. There's a gentleman, Ben Winchester, who's a rural sociologist who has some interesting findings about rural communities and kind of flips your expectations on its head. For example, it's commonly portrayed as there's this rural brain drain. And he talks about that just with demographic trends, it's common for people who graduate from high school to migrate to bigger towns and cities for college. And so it's common to see bigger populations of people in their 20s in bigger areas. But if you really dig into the data, there's actually a lot of people moving back in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. To bring their young families back to the community. Who love... place to raise kids. Precisely. Or to retire there. And so it's really interesting how many incredibly smart people have ties to Sealy Lake and really accomplished people. And I think that's an interesting piece also. It's an incredible asset. Yeah, incredible asset. Yeah, we've we've just talked a little bit about some misconceptions that folks might have about the Sealy Lake community, maybe wrong, negative connotations about rural America that are just off base. But on the flip side of that, what what are maybe, by virtue of the fact of Sealy being a smaller community with a lot of folks who have maybe a shared vision, what are some of the unique opportunities that you see to make Sealy Lake an even more vibrant, mm-hmm. um, uh, healthy place than it is today? Yeah, beautiful. I don't consider myself a visionary. I am much more of an operational implementer. I hear a lot of ideas. There's a lot of people with a lot of ideas in Sealy Lake, which is beautiful. And I think the doers are really powerful. There's the potential to make so much happen. And when you are in a small town, you can just decide to do something. The market was started by a woman who just said, I'm just going to start a market. And she just worked really hard and made it happen. That's so beautiful. This glass recycling program that I touched upon, it started out as a grant that we gave to Recycling Works, a Missoula nonprofit, a few years ago to do a pilot project for a year. That became so popular. And when it was ending, a donor approached us and said, what if we continue all the back end costs of this so that this program can continue and we can continue to raise money for local schools. And so that honestly, that why I'm sharing this story, Dave, is because that was 
a little bit opportunistic of how things kind of came together easily. And that I think goes back to your earlier question of how does a community foundation decide when to get involved? Some of the issues that face Sealy Lake are so big and intractable that like the most important thing t- that needs to happen are those issues. And it's so hard to wrap your arms around that sometimes taking a baby step is the easier way to go just to gain momentum, bring people in and to make them feel like they're part of something. And so I think that to answer your question, more small steps mm. are a really great way to go about it because what I've also seen is that people get really ambitious and especially people who move to Sealy Lake and are just blown away and they're just like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I want to get involved. I want to just go, go, go. We're going to do all these things. And then they burn out really quickly. Mm -hmm. So the marathon is where my mind is at. Like is glass recycling the most pressing issue that faces Sealy Lake? No, but people love it. In the last year and a half, we've collected 12,000 pounds of glass and raised $5,500 for local schools. Honestly, it's almost easy. That's an easy program for us to run. So there's really big, hairy issues out there, and it would be so great to tackle those. But relationships are key, and building trust takes time, and it's so easy for that to disappear. Excellent points. Well, before we close, share with us a good book or nugget of wisdom or podcast mantra i love the freakonomics podcast and i love malcolm gladwell's books uh, yeah I read talking to strangers recently it's pretty good so check that out it was good it was really interesting it's about how interacting with people of different cultures or places is rife for conflict well thanks so much claire and uh, i guess a, a bonus question uh, so if folks are listening and intrigued about what the community foundation is up to and maybe want to get involved, what's your advice to them? Volunteering is a beautiful way to get involved. Um, In particular, we always need iRide drivers. We just had our third record-breaking month in a row for ridership. And today, this morning, we had our MDT triennial review that we got flying colors on. So that's a really cool program. Donations are always a fantastic way to make a difference. I didn't also mention the Sealy Lake Community Foundation has an endowment. And I think that that is a really powerful way for Montana to invest in itself and create permanent funds for community projects. And would love for people to swing by the foundation building in downtown Sealy Lake and come take a tour and learn more and look at how to get involved around town. Charge up your electric vehicle? Charge up your electric vehicle. Yeah. Last summer, we have Sealy Lake's first electric vehicle charging station. We partnered with Missoula Electric Cooperative. They got a grant and wanted to keep Sealy a prime tourism corridor. So they asked to host it at our facility. Excellent. Thank Thank, you so much, Thanks so much, Claire. Claire. It's been delightful. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. You bet. Thanks for listening to the Tip of the Spear podcast. If you enjoy these conversations, it would mean a lot if you would rate and review the show on whichever podcast app you like. And if you know a friend who would like to keep up with what's happening in local government, be sure to recommend this podcast to them. The Tip of the Spear podcast is made possible with support from MCAT, better known as Missoula Community Access Television and our staff in the Missoula County Communications Division. If you have a question or topic you'd like us to address on a future episode, email it to communications at missoulacounty.us. And to find other ways to stay up to date with what's happening at Missoula County, go to missoula.co slash county updates. 
and thanks for listening.